This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Southern Remedies, Relatively Speaking, is a show that explores issues that relate to you and your family. To find out what we're all about, subscribe to the podcast by using any podcast app or by downloading our MPB Public Media app. Good morning. Welcome to Deep South Dining. It's the barbershop. It's all boys here. It's uh, Joe Sherman. It's Nick Wallace. It's Java Chapman. And we're glad you're dialed in. And thanks for joining us. Carol is away this morning. Uh, Sadly, uh, Carol's mom, Dero, passed. And uh, I will say that uh, Dero was a great friend of mine. And she was uh, uh, quite a host and quite a character. And she and Carol, you know, started the Everyday Gourmet together. Uh, she had six kids, I think 15 grandkids and about 12 great grandkids. And I got to attend her wake uh, at Carol's house uh, on Saturday. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about oh, one wow. of my favorite dishes uh, at the wake. I mean, let's, we always go to the food, mm-hmm. Nick, mm-hmm. is the Vicksburg tomato sandwich. Oh, yeah. Now, you want to explain to our listeners, Nick, what a Vicksburg tomato <laughs> sandwich is? Well, um, growing up in Edwards and all, yes. it, it's nothing. Uh, I love Vicksburg, so we used to call it the 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 Edwards um, sandwich. So, <laughs> oh, the, the Edwards yeah, sandwich. we used to call it Edwards sandwich because you know we're right up the street. Um, so it's it's uh, marinating the tomatoes and vinegar, salt and pepper. Um, it goes on a slice of bread with mayonnaise, um, and you know sometimes we got whimsical and added other things, but. That was it. That was the baseline huh. of the of the sandwich, and we used to cut it in like fours or sometimes eight, hmm. and we used to use it for snacks. And it it would be one of the foods that we will have outside. And this is the time that we was drinking water out of a fountain too, out of the right. water fountain. Sure, you know, outside on the side of the house. So, but or no, the hose for us. Or the hose, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. many a day. So so yeah, did that? Uh, I'm gonna say Edwards uh, tomato sandwich because uh, I'm from Edwards. Uh, but yeah, we we just had a little riff off. Of now it. now Joe, the way this one was presented is what often the way I see them is open faced. Okay, mm-hmm. little rounds cut mm-hmm. with a glass yep. white bread. Yep, mayonnaise generally homemade mayonnaise, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then a slice of tomato. And to fit on the round, very often it's the little. Uh, Oh, the Italian ones, the Romas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Romas, yeah. And then these, at Carol's mother's wake, had a little crumble of bacon on top. Oh, and, wow. And, and they were open-faced, and they're one-bite wonders. Maybe that, maybe that was the difference it was in the Edwards to make yeah. a sandwich. Maybe it was the Vicksburg <laughs> to make Two pieces sandwich. of bread in Edwards. <laughs> That's right. They could afford more bread in Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. But anyway. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. But otherwise, Joe, how was your weekend? How, what did you and uh, Mary Pryor do? Well, we— uh, we were talking about cooking, and so Mary Pryor's one of her favorite things to cook is the Kentucky Wonder. It's basically a pole bean, and it's a real different. It doesn't have, it's not, they call it, it's not a rusty bean. In other words, it's a disease that, and Nick knows more than I do, that they that beans will get, and it looks like there's rust on them. And Kentucky Wonders are not susceptible to that. So we had that with squash and a per- perfectly accompaniment. 
broil salmon mm, <laughs> with of course a, with of course with a fig uh chili fig preserve uh, mm-hmm. on top of it when we roasted it in the oven and it was it was really really good yeah. very very good Nick you yeah. know these you know this bean the Kentucky wonder yes uh my first encounter with that bean um so normally I was the one that go out and grab crops or grow grab you know wild berries off the fence line uh when I first encountered these beans I actually put them in a, a little pail filled them up with water, and just kept, like, aggressively trying to wash them, thinking that it was going to come <laughs> off, <laughs> you know. Um, but it never went nowhere. Um, but, yeah, it's – it's uh, some people, uh, they're, they're not approachable beans unless you understand them because mm-hmm. a lot of people definitely think they're infected or, or maybe they're crossed with something else that they don't know. Or it might look like a wild bean, to be yeah. honest. Hmm. When, I, when I got the – when I picked them – when I got them at the farmer's market – at Brenda's, I said, I want, I want to get the Kentucky Wonders. She said, now, if I could get the real Kentucky Wonders, mm-hmm. they'd really be good. I said, well, what's the difference? She said, they taste more like a bean. I went, mm-hmm. okay. I didn't. Wow. I didn't so what did you get if they weren't real? I got the fake. I guess I got the fake Kentucky Wonders. <laughs> what does that mean? Maybe, it came from maybe Arkansas? I, maybe, I got the, maybe I got the Vicksburg Kentucky Wonders <laughs> and not the Edwards <laughs> Kentucky yeah, Wonders. Exactly. I think that's what it was. Exactly. <laughs> it might have been a hybrid. You know, we have so many hybrids of crops now. Oh, wow. So it's definitely probably was a hybrid. Yeah, but it was, they were delicious, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We, we cooked them two days in a row. <laughs> hmm. So I shared, uh, Java, this uh, commercial I keep seeing on television. Uh the uh, Amazon Prime commercial. Have I you- saw that, <laughs> and it's 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 kind of how things kind of happen, so to speak. Yeah, you yeah. know, you get you get tired of your mundane um, dishes. <laughs> yep, Joe, have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. So- he was ordering a grill pan, and he ordered you know utensils. He was ordering all of as he's sitting there bored to death, eating not so delicious food. He's looking around screen. He starts shopping just like. A lot of people do today, mm-hmm. you know, sit at home, and all of a sudden, before you know it, he starts experimenting with food, and he becomes what he considers to be a pretty good chef. And I think the tell, <laughs> the most telling part about that commercial is he looks to his coworker for like, okay, here, yeah, here's well, the, he's the guinea pig. Yeah, yeah he's <laughs> feeding his coworker. Here's the test. <laughs> <laughs> so, but more importantly, I mean, it's a go ahead, Nick. If you no, that, that, that's kind of how it starts, you know. Um, I'm sure a lot of us had that counter encounter a right. lot. So no, I love it. No, please finish up. Well, I'm just going to say the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Memphis no, so was cool. It was I cool. mean, uh, well, it, it's a. I mean, I don't generally get excited about television commercials. In fact, I find most of them annoying as hell. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but this one really got me going. And every time it comes on, I'm really focused on it. Mm-hmm. And I looked up the music. Java, I couldn't. I said, I beat well. It's that line. Huh, beat well. And uh, I saw. I know that song. It turns out it's uh, Memphis Soul Studio. King Curtis. King Curtis. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Joe, we were before the show. We were talking about this documentary that that you and Java uh, saw. Right. And, uh, you, you went and, and gave it a good look. It was on Hulu, and it's uh, Searching for Soul Food, and it's uh, moderated by Alicia Reynolds, who's a chef in L.A. She has a restaurant, and she has some uh, ancestry, I think, here, at Nick, and. Uh, it's a great documentary, and they they went to different places. Uh, he, the first the first episode was Mississippi, looking for soul food, and they went to Fair Street, and there was nothing there. And they talked about the bookstore that's the oldest uh, black owned bookstore in the United States is still there on Fair Street, I think. Uh, and then they they went to uh, Maxine's in Jackson. It's on Macon Street, mm-hmm. 
and the food looked fantastic. I've, I've never been to Maxine's. I don't have a clue where it is. It, Nick, Nick, did you go? Nick was featured Nick, in this. Nick was uh, featured in there, and, and I, the first thing I do is put my foot in my mouth this morning, <laughs> as I've been sitting on the sidelines waiting for six weeks to get called to be on the show. I just I insult the, the I insult our damn guest, and so I feel so bad. And I, no, it's I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. No, speaking about Maxine's, I had no idea about Maxine. So, um, so when I moved from Edwards, uh, I was like 11 years old. My mom moved me and my sister. Uh, when we came to uh, Jackson, we lived on Macon Street in a duplex. We lived there for nine years. Wow. And so I've never heard about Maxine's, but I am going. And I may go today. Now, is it a home eatery? It, it looks like a home. Uh-huh. And I can kind of see where it may be. Because it's a dead end, you know, making this a dead end. So I can see how maybe on one of those duplexes is a house that you can control mm-hmm. a business environment. What she said was the reason that she opened this dress, she, she opened it is because it was, the, the house was vacant and she didn't want it to be dilapidated and just, you know, turn into something that, that would ruin her neighborhood. So she opened it with one stove. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, she's got a full line kitchen. I mean, hmm. it's, it's amazing. I mean, I saw somebody on Facebook in Jackson Food. He said, where's Maxine's? It was on Searching for Soul Food, Hulu's. Mm-hmm. And so that that was interesting this morning. That's where it was. So. Now, Nick, talk about your part in mm-hmm. this whole documentary. You sort of ended the Jackson segment mm-hmm. uh, or the Mississippi segment, right. I guess it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, it was great that, you know, a lot of times I have done so many collaborations with Cindy Ayers. You know, Cindy Ayers is the – the owner and the, I don't know, she's, she's just so great at so many things other than just farming. Um, but we had an opportunity to, uh, for Hulu and Chef Elisa to come down and film this. So, you know, it happens very authentic. Uh, I wasn't sure what I was going to cook that day. I brought a lot of food and I just came up with some dishes. I know the one thing I, I almost didn't want to do is, is make cornbread and greens and all because that was one of the things that, honestly, I, I feared every time I went out there in the world, um, I got harassed about only knowing how to cook fried chicken and greens and cornbread. Mm. Um, and I just felt that, you know, it's it's my time. I'm comfortable in what I've done in my, in my career, and I can cook some damn good soul food. <laughs> but I think soul food, too, is all about the love because we can all have one recipe right here. And it depends, but I'm sure it's going to be three different dishes, you know. Um, So I thought it was the right way to uh, feature, especially my mom. My mom is a a really good cook. She's a really good cook. And my grandmother from Edwards just passed three weeks ago. Mm, And and everybody knows she's been a part of my story, you know. Um, So I thought it was was that appropriate time to really talk about my families uh, because we have great chefs um, in the family. Uh, so it was a great opportunity. Well, wow. you cooked most of what I saw, and I didn't see the whole documentary. You cooked it outside on wood, and yeah. including the smoked uh, yep. mac, and mac and cheese, cheese. which yeah. uh, we have a fan of that in the house, I'm sure. <laughs> of course we do. <laughs> yeah, I was out there all morning, uh, all day, had briskets going. Um, I had some pork belly that I salt cured like a week before. Uh, so I finished it, you know, smoking it. It was just so perfect. It was one of those pork bellies that honestly could lay on a cracker or on a piece of bread 
and it looks like it's not tender. But as soon as you put your, your teeth in it, I'm saying it's just falling apart. Wow. How long did you do this brisket? Uh, so I did the brisket for about, I had a Wagyu brisket, so I didn't have to do it right. as long. So about nine hours. Um, and, and, and what I what I put inside the, 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 the wood, coals, was, you know, I used scraps from from all over. We had, there was some fish scales that was out there from probably a bird. <laughs> um, I used all the, the, you know, some of the carrot. You know, shavings. Yeah, I saw you threw some of the vegetable yep. uh, cuttings in there. And you I, just put that on, in the fire? I put that in the fire. And that's one thing that my, my grandfather used to do. So, you know, we used to butcher a lot of uh, chickens and, you know, pigs. But we used to use the bones uh, for the coals. And mm. they burn forever. And it retains the heat and everything else. Uh, but it's a good way to just keep everything going just as well as composting for you know, your soil, but it's a great way to minimize a lot of the waste and just use it within the food. And it's a great, it's a great story. Yeah, it is. Well, that was one of the things that the uh, moderator of the show talked about is how they use scraps, how they use scraps. And, you know, she referenced it to dog food as they just, you know, and Mm -hmm. it was really interesting. And she said when her ancestors came over from Africa, they brought two things. They brought recipes and seeds woven into their hair so they could replant them when they came to the United mm-hmm. States. I thought it was a it was phenomenal but to what you said. Yeah. She said they used everything. And that that you know they the girl I think the woman at the bookstore called them uh that we were they were uh, food engineers. Mm-hmm. That that, mm-hmm. that there was a food engineer. So I thought it was really a yeah. cool term. It it was super powerful and you know, I'm I'm grateful for, you know, how my grandfather wanted to raise us in the back of a cul-de-sac, in the back of Edwards. We was all the way in the back, uh, almost pretty much behind Calming Foods, their their first facility. Um, so we was away from the, the town of Edwards. So as I was raised up, you know, I wasn't going to the store to grab a jug of milk or to grab anything. My, my grandmother made all the sweets, the cinnamon rolls. She did everything right there on the property. So... A lot of the things that I hear and learning as an adult, I didn't. That wasn't my childhood uh-huh. uh, because the men went out every day to cut the wood, so they got the brunt of you know the world. But me, I stayed on the land and I mm. ate good. I <laughs> chased around. I got splinters. I, snakes fell out the tree on top of my head. But that was you know kind yeah. of the lifestyle, and it was a beautiful lifestyle. So I'm I'm glad that I can just see all these worlds right now, and we can you know pretty much put that word out there to the world. But I think the world know we're coming here mm. from the south, and we just need a seat at the table because we're no different than anybody That's else. That's so true. That's right. That is so That's true. That's the gospel, according to country <laughs> Nick Wallace. <laughs> there you go. Uh, this segment, we're going to talk about a little bit about Comeback, and on the phone, we have a great friend and a, one of our devoted listeners, Lydia West, is on the phone, and thank you for joining us this morning. Lydia, you, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. So you had a big idea, and uh, you invited us, and unfortunately, we were unable to attend. But tell our listeners a little bit about what you and your your family hosted yesterday. <laughs> sure. We, we had a good time. Um, it, my family, just like so many of your listeners, loves to be in the kitchen and cook together. And um, it really started several years ago. I had a dietetic intern who was going to have to do a taste test in a nursing home for her next rotation, and she had never done a taste test before. So um 
we did one with mayonnaise and she made some mayonnaise and we tried different ones and made it into salad dressings. And then that turned into a fried chicken tasting that we had in April of 21. So we had a socially distanced recipe, uh, five different recipes. My uncle loves to cook and loves to, he's an archivist, so loves to do research on things. And he's been collecting uh, comeback recipes for years. And so we decided this year to have a comeback tasting Mm. and um, it was a lot of fun. Well, come back as as our listeners know is is uh, locally uh, cherished as a uh, a dish of Mississippi, more particularly a dish of Jackson, a dish of the Greek community. Though you find it in a lot of places, I know growing up in Boonville, Mississippi, we had it, and there weren't any Greek families there. But uh, it is credited uh, to have been born and raised out of the Jackson Greek community. Uh, the Dennery family uh, at the rotisserie gets the credit for having served publicly maybe the first comeback sauce. But either way, we, we're very proud of it. And uh, as Nick says, we do come back, but we do a lot more, too. <laughs> so we have all of your... Well, uh, Nick makes some good comebacks, for sure. He does. The, the, the one thing... Um, <clears throat> look, I, I got... I got a great score sheet right now, but I just want to say um, I'm not going to say a letter right now. But uh, comeback is is it's super interesting to me because when I first got started cooking, um, one of the first restaurants was Dinneries. There you go. And uh, John Dinneries taught me so much. But uh, at Dinneries, my mom worked there. My mom' best friend worked there. Uh, let's see, two of my cousins worked there. So. I know John Dennery's. I know the Dennery's family very well. So when they tore that place down, it, it was it was really honestly I, I shed a tear. But anyway, I, I really wanted to speak about that because that's how I was introduced with comeback uh, dressing. But just doing all the stories throughout, where did it come from? But I know Greek restaurant is is, is right there for Greek restaurants. But too, it's like a, a, a it's something that how people used to say about Mississippi, come back, right. So didn't reference it wasn't about addressing at all, but I just love to hear about all these creative folks in the past that came up with all these magical things. But I have one that represents <laughs> everything I just said. But I'm gonna shut up now. Well, uh, Joe, um, what are your sort of what's your history with comeback? Well, I, I, being Lebanese, being Lebanese, we didn't have comeback. Uh, <clears throat> so I guess my first introduction to it would have been in visiting Jackson. You know, there weren't there weren't a lot of Greeks in in the in Greenville where I grew up. There weren't a lot in the Mississippi Delta, mm-hmm. mostly Lebanese, Italians, and Asians. Uh, so my first, I think, experience was here in Jackson, and probably at the at Dinneries, uh, or it could have been at. Um, Primos. It primos. And I actually have a photo of the original rotisserie that I got from the uh, Department mm-hmm. of Archives. Mm. That, that I, I got a postcard, yeah. Do you? So, Go anyway. ahead, Lydia. Oh, well, y'all have some samples in front of you of what some of the ones that we tested yesterday. And um, so we'd love to get um, your, your thoughts on it. Uh, they're four pretty different ones. Um, have you tasted any of them yet? Well, here's where we are. So, so far, Nick and Joe have, have tasted. Uh, Java and I have been running around uh, working, fa- facilitating. They've been working. We've been eating. So, so we're going to go with round one with uh, Nick and Joe. Um, and, and they have tasted each of the four with a saltine cracker. And they have a scoring sheet 
uh, Lydia furnished us with this morning. So, I mean, it's very official here, Java. This is, we're very organized. <laughs> we're very organized I didn't, I didn't in here. I know we had scoring sheets. I like scoring it. Sheets. I like it. See, <laughs> right here. We're going to be passing out ribbons pretty soon. That's right. So, Joe, I'm going to go okay, to you so, first. Uh, so, tell me your observations. So, am I supposed to give the the number, the uh, letter? Well, go ahead and well, say okay, your okay, favorite. My, fa- my favorite was A. Okay, your favorite Hands down, a. it was A. Okay. Five, 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 and five. Gotcha. Well, who was second for you? C. And okay. they were a four. And I thought, I, I personally thought there were some similarities to A and C, except for the texture. And okay. I love the texture of A. And I love the taste of, ta- of, of A. It was it's beautiful. Very, very, very okay. wonderful. Chef, he's still chewing over here. Yeah, I had to go back for A. <laughs> I really honestly think um, you should get that A in a bottle. It needs to be out there in the retail it needs to have Mississippi on it, and you need to put it out there to the world. A is delicious. Um, my second favorite was actually D, and I got A, <clears throat> D, C, and B. Uh, but A is my favorite. Okay. Lydia, you, you gave me the key sheet, but because you created all this, I'm going to let you tell them uh, sure. what A, B, C, and D are. Sure, thank you. So A is, it has no source. The Uncle Hank just found it, and we couldn't find a source for it, so we just call it Comeback Dipping Sauce. It is a little bit thicker. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. It was it was really good. It was in our top four yesterday. Um, and then B is called Rotisserie Salad Dressing. Um, mm-hmm. And we also, D, also get to D, it's the Rotisserie Comeback Sauce. So B was Rotisserie Salad Dressing, and D was rotisserie comeback sauce hmm. and um, this sauce, this comeback sauce, the, the yeah, the comeback sauce has wet mustard in it, but the salad dressing has dry um, salad dressing in it, and then the, the sauce has onion juice where the dressing has a whole cut up onion, hmm. and then uh, C is called nearly mix. It's one of the dinnery recipes that's there, and it has a lot of chili sauce in it, and um, the the mustard really comes through on that one, mm-hmm. um, and. and has whole onions in it. Now, what but I love. Great. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say what I love about your notes that you left me this morning on my porch at seven thirty a.m. <laughs> you were so kind to drive this to my home. <clears throat> These samples, the the crackers, the score sheets, and the key, which were the winners. But in your writing, you you do what we often see, which is sometimes it's spelled C O M E one word, B A C K two words. It is sometimes spelled K-U-M-B-A-C-K, one word. It is sometimes called a salad dressing, and it is sometimes called a dipping sauce. Uh, and, and so that really expresses to me the complexity mm-hmm. of this very simple thing that mm-hmm. we say, oh, it's comeback sauce. Mm-hmm. But, you know, gr- Nick, growing up as a kid, my brother Hal and I used to make a sauce Mostly for seafood. Mm-hmm. That we called it pink sauce, special sauce. Mm-hmm. And it was a combination of whatever condiments were yep. in the refrigerator yep. and with a little hot sauce generally. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have chili sauce. We didn't have any mm-hmm. of the nice hot stuff yeah. that we have today. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, <clears throat> we always did a, a mayonnaise-based sauce, uh, but that didn't happen until I really came to Jackson. My, my grandmother didn't cook. A lot of mayonnaise-based sauce, unless she was making actual salad dressing, but we never had anything for like dipping. Uh-huh. Um, now coming to Jackson, it was just like what you said. It was hot sauce. It was 
with shower sauce. It was <laughs> lemon, you know, lemon, paprika. <laughs> paprika. Like, holy moly, what is all this stuff? <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and it was great to have a blender because <laughs> a lot of the times you would maybe even roast some veggies and all, but it went all in that blender. But I honestly think uh, I, I really appreciate the comeback dressing being up here today. But I think if anybody says they have like Mississippi classical dishes on their menu. You need to have comeback dressing in some kind of way, even if it's a dip or it's a salad dressing option. Mm. You should represent Mississippi that way. I agree. agree. Joe? Totally, I agree 100 percent. Exactly. So, Lydia, we we gratefully appreciate your sharing your family uh, comeback tasting session with us. And, and aren't you in some way in the food business, too, Lydia? Yeah. Yeah. I, I do a lot of school practice and lunch and um, I'm a grocery dietitian is my background. So, That's right. Um, I'm a graduate like Nick from Heinz, the culinary program, and uh, think a lot of that, that program. Wow. Well, very good. And you're my former neighbor, and uh, we used to live across the street from each other on Manship Street, which is becoming quite a hip street now with all of the Bellhaven Town Center and all of that stuff. we got four or five restaurants over there. Well, anyway, thanks so very much, Lydia. This is great, and we appreciate the fact that you are a dedicated listener and you're willing to go the extra mile to bring us into your family circle. And thank uh, Uncle Hank for us, too. Thanks. (laughs) It was great. I certainly will. Talk to y'all soon. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Thanks so much. Hey. How about that? That was very so people good. Awesome. of their own volition are having comeback tastings at their homes. That's pretty good. That's huh? beautiful. It's awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Cheers to comeback dressing. <laughs> so Nick, other than comeback dressing, mm-hmm. which we, I think we all agree is is a Mississippi mm-hmm. um, a favorite, mm-hmm. what other dishes or food items do you think? should have the trademark Mississippi on them that, that are our dishes that we should sort of claim and take to the world? Uh, well, I might have to think about that one because, you know, um, going throughout a lot of areas of, of Tennessee and Alabama and, you know, yeah, parts of Georgia, um, it's a lot of cross of a lot of, of a lot of dishes. Uh, so I think I will probably have to give that one a little thought okay. because I, I take it – I take it that serious, and that was the reason why I created the Mississippi Gumbo, was for that reason. Um, I didn't call it anything else. I, I just wanted it to be about the local mm-hmm. you know, products of, of Mississippi, and I wanted it to just be incorporated and cooked just like a regular traditional gumbo. But I think we should bring that up for discussion. Okay. Um, because I think we have several items that we could possibly use, but I don't know. I, maybe fried okra could be one. Uh, you know, fried chicken is one of those things that I wouldn't think you ever could be able to do it, but maybe okra could be one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I want to definitely give that some thought. Well, I have one that that I I think is very Mississippi, and it's coastal. I think gumbo is very coastal, mm-hmm. unless you're not making a mm-hmm. seafood gumbo. If you're making yep. a chicken and sausage gumbo, I mean, you could be from you know up upstate or in the Delta, wherever. Mm-hmm. But I think that. Uh, Shrimp and squash okay. is a Mississippi Gulf Coast dish. Okay, the sautéed yeah. shrimp with the fresh uh, crook neck, or I like the squash. What are those that look like spaceships, Nick? Those round squashes. What are those called? The spaceships. Like the the a- round acorn is it acorn? No, not no, acorn. It's not acorn. Carol uh, knows about this. She and I love these. The round squash with the little hump on it looks like a spaceship. But anyway, that's yeah. the, that's the squash that that I like to use. 
when I saute them with onions, garlic, soften them up, and then add the shrimp at the very end. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's a dish that I think mm-hmm. is very, very Mississippi. What yeah. about catfish? There you go. Well, oh, maybe spoken. this is too simple. <laughs> no, it's not simple no. at all. Uh, Mississippi has long been a major supplier of catfish and catfish recipes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of testing, Nick, as you know, and mm-hmm. Joe, as mm-hmm. you know, because you lived up there and worked for Viking, and y'all tested catfish it, it, in a million ways. Yes, we did. That's where the delicata came from. Right. Tell us about yeah. the delicata. Delicata is just a thicker uh, like a catfish fillet, so to speak, that when they were trying to come up with something that was a little bit m- more romantic than catfish, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, they they called it delicata. And I think Bill Andrews, uh, our marketing director at Viking, was responsible for that. So, Do y'all remember when they were trying to come up with a new name for catfish because they thought this was not going to sell across the globe and they were calling it Mississippi whitefish yeah. for a while? Mm-hmm. It just didn't work. No. Fried catfish is... Yeah. I mean, you know, that's yeah. that's home. They'd be uh, like you know. Let's have some Mississippi fried whitefish. <laughs> yeah, doesn't have the same ring to it. No, no. You guess what we'll have? Yeah, it could be all kinds of fish. It could be anything. Yeah, yeah. Friday whitefish Friday just there doesn't sound like catfish Friday. <laughs> no, it yeah. does not at all. Yeah, I know. I, I I enjoyed that what you said about catfish. But you know, if you think about it, what other fish can withstand the quality the quality of a moist catfish throughout a deep fryer and all just tell me what fish i i, it's, uh, I don't know of the one that holds it no the moisture the way it does it's it's, it's amazing it, yeah it's nothing out there mm. right before we went on break we were talking about a dish that i think is very mississippi and that is shrimp and squash and i couldn't come up with the name of the particular squash that I like to use. And Kathleen from Osaka, one of our regular listeners, called in and hipped us. It's called a patty pan squash, mm-hmm. Nick, right? Yes. Thank you, Kathleen. We really appreciate Thanks. that. Because I couldn't... <laughs> I couldn't come up with it either. I call them spaceships. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Give me two spaceships. And uh, also, on the break, having visited uh, with Lydia West, who said she went through the Heinz Culinary Program and remembered that you also went through it. You wanted to give a shout-out to someone that meant a lot to you when you were going through Heinz. Yes, and I, I just want to make sure I, I delivered this up with, with the right words, but um, I I met this uh, incredible chef and also woman uh, many, many years ago. I'm almost 44 in two weeks. Uh, I believe I met her when I was um, 19, 20 years old, um, and I think she is uh, one just a very incredible chef. I mean, one of the best to ever hit Mississippi, and that's Kathleen Bruno. Uh, Kathleen is um, just just uh, just remarkable. Um, even on just the teaching, I think more than anything, because um, I think that kind of sets you apart. Everybody can come in there, and, you know, in the kitchen and cook a great dish, but who can deliver up, you know, just just the teaching elements that other people can grow off of. And uh, yeah, she is she is definitely one of the best. So cheers to you, Kathleen. Yeah, and and look what you have become, sir. Yeah, and I'm glad that. <laughs> I'm glad that uh, she she was, you know, a path throughout my life. And I'll always uh, I got about a few people that I always talk about when I'm talking throughout my life, uh, the stories. But Kathleen is definitely in there. Um, you also have uh, Derek Emerson, too. But it, it's some it's some legends, living legends here. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to go to the phones now. We've got some uh, some of our buddies calling in. One of my favorite Dr. Edgar Smith is on the phone. Hello, Dr. Edgar Smith. How are you, sir? Good morning, Malcolm. How are you, my friend? Man, we're great. It's good to hear from you. It's always good to be able to be heard, and I'm really enjoying the show as usual, but 
I just want to go step back a little minute. When you're talking about catfish, I grew up uh, back in the Delta in the early 30s and 40s, and in those days, we weren't eating much catfish. We were eating that buffalo fish, and I don't hear very, very much talk about the buffalo fish anymore. Hmm. Nick, what about the buffalo? So um, <clears throat> I'm writing a, a, a cookbook that's, um, you know, in a partnership with the uh, University Press of Mississippi right, right next door. And uh, I went to uh, Greenwood, Greenville, sorry. And um, and all we was fishing for was buffalo. Hmm. And um, I went there early that morning and I was like, I'm going to bring a cooler full of uh, buffalo back for my grandmother. That is her favorite fish. She is 88 uh, years old, and she don't want any other fish <laughs> other than buffalo. But she, 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 you know, our newbies like the buffalo rib, you know, uh, and like me, because you don't have to chase throughout those bones. My grandmother would take it anyway. She said that when you are experienced with buffalo, you're not scared of bones. But I do remember as a childhood, I was trying to eat some, and, and I choked on a bone. My grandmother shoved two pieces of light bread down yes, my sir. throat, right. and I was fine. Amen. Yeah. I've all, all had it. <laughs> Always. That's absolutely right. You know, and I'm the same age as your grandmother. I'll be 89 in August. Oh, congratulations. I, had, I share her sentiments about, about buffalo because we said that catfish in those days, that was a bottom feeding. We didn't mm. catfish. Mm-hmm. Now, that good old tasty buffalo. Mm-hmm. Nick, talk about the moisture retention with the buffalo versus the catfish. We were sort of kicking that around earlier. Well, uh, to, to well, it doesn't have as much fat as catfish because, like you said, it's a bottom feeder. It just sits there. It's not super active, so it's just a lot of fat is produced throughout the the flesh. Now, buffalo uh, doesn't get dry and. I'm glad we were talking about the buffalo because I've said in in several segments that I believe no flavor-wise, no fish, including catfish, can stand up to the taste as buffalo. Okay. I, I don't think huh. so. Well, Dr. Smith, thank you so much for listening and calling and sharing. Got a good conversation going about the buffalo. Could that be a Mississippi thing, Nick? It It, it is. You're right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, we got Richard calling now from Natchez, Mississippi. Hello, Richard. What's happening? Good morning. How y'all doing? Love y'all show. Man, thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, look, uh, I'll just listen to your last uh, caller. I've lived, I was born and lived in Mississippi all of my life. I've never had buffalo, but we've got a couple of fish markets here. I'm going to try some. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the reason I was calling is before 9-11, my sweetheart and I ran a restaurant for several years. Uh, After 9-11, we had to shut it down. But we had one chef. He's now gone. Uh, His name was Alan Borum. And uh, I asked him one morning, I said, what are you cooking for lunch? He said, I'm going to have Mississippi Soul. It turned out to be a baked catfish stuffed with crawfish and crawfish sauce. Mm. And it, it, was, it was a favorite for, for a long, long, long time. And y'all were talking about another name for catfish and he called it Mississippi Soul. Mississippi Soul. I like that. Richard, thank you so much.
Appreciate you sharing that uh, recipe. Now, Nick, you recently uh, were named a 2023 Mississippi Small Business Person of the Year by the Small Business Association. You want to tell us a little bit about that? And you went somewhere special. Yeah, I went uh, somewhere that was uh, special to me. It was the first time that um, I, I landed um, on the White House grounds. It was uh, it was overwhelming. Um, you had to sit there and, and wait. Um but it was it was awesome. I, I I just pretty much I enjoyed every moment of it. Even walking through my first security gate that you had to be sniffed by the dog. I enjoyed it all. <laughs> um, I was just waiting for that moment, and you'd never know what to you know expect because something could happen that you know they had to run off and they can't meet with you. Right. Um, I was just you know happy that you know the the president and the vice president came out. I got a chance to really uh, have some great uh, conversations with Kamala Harris, um, just like I said about the get busy. So right before I was about to speak with Joe Biden, uh, his cell phone just kept ringing and he was like, I got to take it. And it just took him away. Oh, no. and 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 I just I just I wanted that moment before <laughs> I left. Uh, but hopefully I'll get it again. But but, but getting this uh, award is, you know, it's super special to me because I am. I am just a few. I'm talking about a few that has ran a business within his family. So it's it's super important for me to be successful. I don't, you know, failure is not an option. And that's one of the things that my grandfather used to say. But if I know if my grandma, grandfather can run a pupwood business for 50 years, I can sit in that kitchen and run a a, a good, successful restaurant business for at least that long. Um, and, and I'm doing that definitely in the honor of my family. So it's very successful for this acknowledgement. From Edwards to the White House. There you go, pretty good guy. leap, right, Joe? Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> now, uh, you grew up, as you have said, at your grandmother's apron, and you, you lost her recently, you said. That's, I'm, yes. I'm sorry to hear that, but that must be a, a next evolution for you now mm-hmm. that she's gone and you're carrying on in her name and, mm-hmm. and her traditions. Yes. So I, I talk about my family tree a lot. Uh, I lost my, my dad in 2019 and um, just recently lost uh, Miss Linnell Donald. And she is the, the, the anchor of my stories through, throughout my career. Um, she, you know, 98 years old. So it's, it's nothing to be unhappy about. It's, 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 a, it's a miracle. It's definitely a blessing um, because if I can... If I can get at least halfway, is her because I'm not even halfway there yet. Um, with all the great meals, with the, everything that she went through in the past, I'm sure good and bad. Um, it's just I'm glad that you know I had an anchor in my life uh, to bring me to where I am right now. So um, I devote every day since since her transitioning to be great and and just keep pushing forward. Um, but my family tree, I don't have, you know, only one more elder man in my family. So I'm 44, so I'm really that. I don't have no uncles, um, um, no grandfathers. My dad is gone. But the women are super strong, and I've been talking about that. So this is one of the first time since me talking about that to lose one of these these angels that's been in my life. So it's more important for me to to keep pushing forward, but also find, you know, mentorship and keep pushing that as well, because we're not, you know, we're not going to be here forever. And we want it to continue to be great. Pay it forward. Pay yeah, it forward. Absolutely. Well, Nick, so you're talking about, we just talked about you winning the uh, 
a small business person of the year from Mississippi. Talk about some of your other achievements on the Food Network. Yeah, so Food Network has been uh, good for me. Um, you know, it, it, it just seemed like it's just, you know, everything comes out in full circle. So when I first got on my first show, it was Cutthroat Kitchen in 2013. And I was being harassed by this chef. He was an ex-model chef on Cutthroat Kitchen. <laughs> and he came to me and he was trying to get up under my skin. He said that, well, y'all y'all could just stay out in front of the fryer because all I think Nick can cook is fried chicken and comeback sauce. That's what he said. First show. <laughs> so now I have this comeback sauce like eyeing me right now and I continue to eat it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got a spoon in the back. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's like everything is like full circle. So this is a good moment. I don't know if you could see me like have my best friend sitting right here. <laughs> um, but but uh, so from Cutthroat Kitchen, I went to Chopped. I've done three shows with Chopped. I was the first Chopped champion of of Mississippi, um, and I did Fire Masters, Food Network Canada. I was the first uh, uh, winner of the Food Network Canada, and um, just recently it was Top Chef Houston. So I was the first chef from Mississippi to be on Top Chef. I was gone for for four months. Um, it was it was great because I, I called as many people as I possibly could and just told them I was going secretly. And I just told them that, hey, um, you know, my business might need help. I'm going to be gone. I probably, you know, won't be able to do anything. My family might need things. I won't be able to help. Um, and I just called and every everybody from from the state level uh, I called. Even Tate Reeves' office, I just wanted everybody to know because this is a moment that I could fail in the first round, but it does not matter. It's all about Mississippi taking that leap and going. And, uh, you know, luckily I was top five out of 16 uh, top chefs, uh, which was a beautiful thing. And I'm just honored to have this opportunity. But now I am pushing other chefs throughout Mississippi to go. Um, Mm. I've sent three names in for the next couple seasons and hopefully they'll be able to go and hopefully they'll continue to pay it forward as well. And you still have your restaurant at two museums, right? Yes. So uh, the restaurant Nissan Cafe by Nick Wallace, uh, we're coming up two years uh, old in July, which is a blessing. Um, and we're we're taking that model because that, that restaurant is being ran by Ghost Kitchen. So we have a Ghost Kitchen in Midtown. Uh, Midtown kind of adopted me for their child almost, <laughs> uh, which I appreciate it. Uh, about s- almost eight years ago, they gave me an opportunity uh, to open up my first kitchen. Um, and I've had that kitchen grown from that kitchen. Uh, we're developing a culinary center that's going to, you know, really help the at-risk youth and adults um, showing about grocery store training and uh, farming, so you can be able to come in, and that's something to really look forward to, and cooking classes that everybody asks me about. Um, so we're going to continue this ghost kitchen thing going, and Coffee Pros is the next one. Uh, Coffee Pros on West Street yeah. and Highland Village. We're about to put Rooted Cafe inside of them, and they're going to be successfully ran by Ghost Kitchen as well. And um, yeah, and I'm looking forward to going down to Ocean Springs. Very Tell soon. us a little bit about your your project down on the coast, and it's also at Sun and Sand here in Jackson. Yes, so um, yeah, so I have a, a really really good friend. Um, he gets he, you don't think Julian Rankin gets shy. He 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 really do. Um, but yeah, we we met many many years ago. But he's the director for uh, Walter Anderson's museum in Ocean Springs, and 
you know, you ever had a person that you can sit up and have these creative conversations, no matter if they're goofy or maybe strange, but you can have that person that you feel comfortable with sharing stories. That's Julian for me. Yeah. And uh, Hen and Egg was actually created a while ago with like Talamika Bryce with Bryce Media. And we're going to, you know, this is like 12, 14 years later. Uh, Hen and Egg is is going to be in, in Ocean Springs uh, at the Walter Anderson's Museum, which I'm looking forward to. And also um, The Sun and Sand. Uh, everybody remember The Sun and Sand. I've been asking a lot of people a lot of questions about what they used to call the Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. They used to be there. I want to hear stories. So if anybody wants to reach out to me on email or through my website, I want to hear stories about it because we're going to craft this story and we're going to kind of get in the fast food business in a way too Hmm. we're going to show you how to do a slow food movement but we're going to serve it fast now we're talking the sun and sand in jackson across from the wolf oak building yeah the old sun and sand not the one on the coast but the one here in jackson yes the sun and sand is here in jackson and yeah it's going to be great so if you're in ocean springs you'll be able to 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 connect with with hen and egg there at the anderson museum at the walter anderson's museum but here in in jackson this is going to be a change for something that's going to be super great for our futures. And I just want you to know that I've worked for many, many people. But, you know, throughout your transition, you can't, you know, wait for somebody to give you a percentage of the business and make you a business owner. So you have to grind throughout the process. So the way this is going to start, we're going to find other entrepreneurs to develop and, and partner up with. And we're going to continue to make Mississippi great. And we're going to pull in partnerships and yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna we need to develop something that can go throughout the world, but birth here in Mississippi. Well, Nick, tell Man. our listeners where to find you uh, on the social media. And you said they if they had stories about the sun and sand, they needed to reach out to you. Yeah, you could reach me at nick at nickwallaceculinary dot com. You can also reach me on uh, Instagram, Facebook uh, at nickwallaceculinary dot com. If you're a Twitter uh, reflection chef, I'm on TikTok, uh, and I'm trying to get my Dancing on on TikTok. So right. if, if I can't it, wait. <laughs> hey, maybe we should collaborate with a with a TikTok dance together. <laughs> Why not? That's right. I'm in. I think hey, Java, Java can handle I think Java can handle the TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> uh, challenge. Okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, Java can handle the music. That's right. DJ. DJ. Yeah. Well, Nick, thanks a million for coming in today. It's it's been great having you here. You're um, Good luck. It sounds like you've got a plate full there before you, my brother. Well, you know what? Uh, to make life great for so many other ones, you need to keep a plate full. Well, you've done a lot of great things. I've got two sheets of paper. But you, but you are a fantastic ambassador for Thank the you. state of Mississippi. Thank you. And we are to be proud that uh, you're on our team. Thank so. you. Can you do me one favor? Sure. Can you watch the rest of the Would you? Yeah, please. I'm going to watch it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he's dogging me now. I have one thing to say. Go right ahead. Congratulations to the, uh, the Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. They play at yes. 2 o'clock today okay. for the uh, chance of a championship and move on to meet Tennessee and the regionals to go to the College World Series. We can yeah. do sports here on Deep South. Well, you know, we want to thank Be- uh, Becky from Meridian. Sorry we didn't get you your call, Becky. Becky called in to talk about fried okra and green tomatoes. We'll have to mm-hmm. get to that. She says, that's a Mississippi thing, Nick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, agree, agree. All right, Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting's Think Radio. We are funded by generous contributions from people like yourself, and we thank you. Our show is produced by Java Chapman for my co-host Joe Sherman. 
and also our very special guest, Lydia West and Chef Nick Wallace. I'm Malcolm White. We ask that you now stay tuned for Marshall Ramsey's show called Now You're Talking, followed by Southern Remedy at 11. And we ask that you join us each and every Monday at 9 a.m. for Deep South Dining, heard only on MPB Think Radio and also heard on Sundays at 9 a.m. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.